this day, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew, with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak, because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place, where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Change doesn't happen from one day to the other, however much we want it, or however powerful we think we are. The saints and the great men of history became powerful because they allowed themselves to be transformed through Jesus' power. That is true power. Everything else, everything that this world proposes to lure us, is in truth a parody of power that ends up destroying us and leaves us bereft, empty. One does not change automatically. One does not change by decree. Nor does one change just through a personal decision. Change is a grace that we must ask for every day. Change is not just willpower, nor is it grace that obliterates our freedom. Instead, change is grace that unites to our decision. It drives and accompanies our decision. That is why Jesus is more powerful than we are. He achieves what we are unable to through our own strength. And he achieves that with power that stems from love. Jesus' true power that was manifested in his baptism is his humility. And his humility in turn stems from feeling loved and chosen by his Father. True power lies in humility. And this goes against all of the concepts of power of this world. Only he who is humble is powerful. Only the humble have the ability to change their hearts profoundly. The Word of God is one of the tools that Jesus gave us in order to transform our hearts so we can learn to become humble. All of Jesus' words that we need in order to live according to his teachings, all the words and gestures that we need so 
that we may get to know him remain engraved forever in the Gospels. We don't have to look any further. There is nothing more that we need. Obviously, it is not wrong to let other books and authors or different spiritualities help us, but if the word of God is missing, then the greatest thing is missing. In today's glimpse of the Gospel, we have just heard the summary of a day in Jesus' life. The summary reflects a busy day that combines a little bit of everything. But today, I'd like to pause and reflect on a significant sentence that Simon said when he found Jesus, who had gone out to pray very early. Everyone is looking for you. If you didn't know Jesus' actual answer, what would you have expected him to say? We can imagine that Jesus would have said something logical along these lines. All right, I'm coming. Tell them to wait for me. This answer would have reflected the will to fulfill everyone's needs. We would have loved to hear something like that. However, Jesus does not respond to this call. Instead, his answer is entirely different. Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. From our perspective, his answer has nothing to do with Simon's comment. The people are looking for him for one purpose, and he ends up going elsewhere. Now, here's a good question we could ask ourselves. Why were they really looking for him? What did they want from him? Evidently, if his fame had spread throughout the region because of the exorcism and healing he performed, surely people needed and sought to be healed, cured and liberated. But the curious thing is that Jesus does not seem to be very interested in this, or if he is, then this takes second place. He doesn't want the demons to proclaim who he is, and neither does he heed the claims of all those who seek him to be healed. In truth, what Jesus really wants is to be heard. He wants to preach. Let us go on to the nearby villages. In other words, let's go somewhere else to preach. Jesus taught in a new way, speaking from the heart and by living what he taught. Today's reading from the Gospel takes on life in this way also, with all its lights and shadows. Why do we seek Jesus? To listen to him or to ask him for things that have to do with our basic needs, our work, health and progress? Many are those who look for Jesus, but there aren't many people who seek him out of love and to love him. You and I, why do we seek him? What do we want from him? Many times people who are not close to the church surprise me with attitudes that are very much of the gospel. They often show more depth than those of us who are close to the church. Often it can be the people who appear to be the furthest from the church, those who have suffered the most who can help us discover our true motives for seeking closeness to Jesus. While we, in turn, may be able to help those who rarely approach Jesus grow closer to Him and grow purer in their intentions. 
What do we need from Jesus? Could it be that he also needs our love, which ultimately is measured by our willingness to listen, by our ability to listen to him? This provides food for prayer and thought, and that's what I propose that we do together today. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.